There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Cosmic Road Trip Podcast. A podcast about all things spiritual, mystical, witchy, and woo-woo, designed for the modern babe. Each week, we will dive deep into the nitty-gritty of ancient energy systems and modern-day modalities. This podcast is for the dreamers, visionaries, changemakers, and risk-takers. Life's too short to be boring, so be prepared for fresh opinions, taboo topics, and unfiltered conversations. We created this podcast because we're obsessed with elevating and expanding our lives. We want to bring you along as we unearth helpful practices and topics that you can utilize to do the same. So if you're ready for some fun, jump in, turn up the volume, and let your co-hosts, Brittany Donalds and Aaron Munoz, guide you through the universe. Hey, Aaron, how are you? I am good. I just you know, living the dream. <laughs> yes, yes, that sounds good. I am not currently living the dream. I'm currently going through some sort of, I don't know, I'd say quarter life crisis, but I'm well past 25. Um, I just <laughs> am feeling like a lot of growth and ideas popping in and things I'm not sure about Mm -hmm. what I'm wanting to do with my life and next steps, not necessarily from like a bad place of being unhappy, but just like what to do with career and life purpose, I guess is probably the the biggest thing for me. So, um, heavy, heavy vibe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Especially, you know, it's always easy to think that people always have it together or, you know, I'm a coach and I help clients through Mm -hmm. things. Um, but it's different if you're, you know, I have coaches or courses that I take to help me through things as well, but I've just felt like the energy has been kind of heavy and Mm -hmm. all of that fun stuff. So I'm currently working through that. Last night I had a breakdown to Levi. So, that was good. Maybe it was like good to cry and get some of the energy. Yeah, moving. release so, a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Other than that, um, life has been good, and we've had some rainy weather. And I got out and voted uh, last week, so I got that taken care of. Perks of living in a small town. It took you all of two minutes. Yet. Yes, go out and vote. Um, so yeah. Other than that, that's about all that's been going on. Anything new for you? Oh, well, I am kind of trying to get the ball rolling with 
salon stuff, and we walked into the building to record <laughs> this morning. Speaking of quarter life crisis, and um, you're closer I'm, than your quarter I'm life. older than 25, also, but and you're closer than I. Am. <laughs> but um, as you know, there was there was some water on the floor, so we'll be getting a new roof soon. And yeah, we just, recorded Erin's future salon back in her. In one of the offices, maybe so. Yeah, Yeah. um, that's where we record. But there was some. We were surprised with a soggy floor in the back room today. uh, So that's never. At least nothing was back there. That's never fun. But yeah. yeah. Oh, I know it'll get taken care of, and and it'll be okay. But I'm excited and stressed out at the same time, thinking about all the things that need to be done and get to be done, and and all that. Oh, my mom's also in town this week. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. Are you guys, have you, are you going to see her? No. No? No? Well, so, see, like, there's always something going on, even if somebody's life looks like... Like it's perfect. Yeah. You know, I'm or... having my life crisis and career. Erin is on a new adventure and has, you know, passed, I don't know, relationship issues our with her mom. And so, <laughs> we all have them. So, don't ever think that anyone's perfect when you scroll Instagram or, right. you know, work with someone. Especially so. not us. Oh gosh, no. All well, the things that we talk about, I mean, it's literally because it's stuff that we're working through and working on mm-hmm. and learning as we go. And we're just like you, if not more fucked up. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, which is why we had gone through the shadow episode. Like I feel like October has been a very heavy heavy growth um and I try to remind myself when I'm feeling this it's usually there's some sort of expansion coming through but it's to actually let yourself feel it and I had kind of been like pushing it down and like playing around with ideas in my head and finally just like came out to Levi and was like word vomiting where I was feeling and all of that so um you know letting myself feel that cry it and I got a good night's sleep so um there's obviously you know, stuff I'm working through and constantly, like I heard a podcast and this lady said it, um, your journey's not over till you're dead. So, um, you, you know, 100%. Yeah. You're never going to like not have things that you're going to have to work through. So today we thought we would kind of start doing some, maybe we'll call them mini episodes over some mindset, either techniques or thoughts or things that have come up that either come up for us or that we see come up or come up for coaching clients or in business or, um, you know, even Aaron and, in network marketing, like things that can come up that we may not really address. So the first topic we thought we would go over, and I think it's pretty relevant because we've all probably been guilty of this is people pleasing. Oh, people pleasing. (laughs) (laughs) So um, if you're not aware of what people pleasing is, it's just the fact of doing something, uh, you know, doing something for someone, how someone would like it, or doing something maybe not so much against what you stand for, but because you're doing it out of guilt for wanting to please the other person. Yeah. Would. I feel like that's a good... Yeah, I kind of looked for definitions and they were all over right. the place. Yeah, so. th- I, yeah, there isn't a set definition, I don't think. But yeah, just if your intention is to make someone other than yourself happy. Yeah, there we go. That's I, a perfect I, one. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to kind of just go over this and give you maybe a little bit of a reframe of why you you could be doing something else or 
why it's not great to be people-pleasing. So um, the first kind of thing that pops into my head when it comes up for people-pleasing is that when you're agreeing or accepting to do something for someone else at the sacrifice of your happiness is why is somebody else's happiness more important than yours? So, um, you know, let's say, for instance, I hate, hate, hate moving. Like, I hate it. I'm clumsy. I kick stuff. I drop stuff. I don't feel like I'm very strong in my upper arms. But for the longest time, when somebody would ask me, to help them move, <laughs> especially if they're my friend, I would say yes. And oh. I, I know. And I would hate it. I would hate every minute of it. I would, like, be pissed off in my head. But because they were my friend, I was like, they'll be mad if I don't help them, especially if I didn't have an excuse on, uh-huh. like, why I couldn't. Like, oh, you're moving Saturday? No, sorry, I can't. I have a class or whatever. Right. I wouldn't have an excuse. And so... Moving is, like, the suckiest thing, too, oh, because so, you always need help. I know. I It's so... <laughs> but you know that nobody wants to help you move. I know. I feel like maybe guys are a little bit different. Levi doesn't ever seem to care about helping people move. Uh, like, yeah, okay. I don't... But... I don't even want to move myself, let alone somebody else. Like, so that's one thing. I feel like when you have a truck, mm-hmm. you automatically are opening yourself up to helping people move, right? Oh, that's yes, right. Yes. Because Jacob, mm-hmm. I feel like it is always getting like asked to do things yes. because he has a truck. Yeah, that's the same for Levi, probably too. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you should just not have. <laughs> no, I mean, we obviously it's nice he has one, but yeah. Um. So why, I mean, why do we think it's acceptable to allow somebody else's happiness or convenience to trump our own happiness and convenience? It is kind of funny to... When you think about it that way. Yeah, Yeah. like we're saying that somebody else's happiness is more important than ours. And maybe that's Mm -hmm. because society has programmed us to, to think like that. And... I always, my family always kind of makes fun of me because there has always been certain aspects about me that I will say, like, it's totally okay to be selfish. It's totally okay to, like, put your mental health first Mm -hmm. or your self-care or all of that. I've, you know, struggled with getting that message across to, like, my mom and sister. Um, You know, the other day I was at my sister's house and she was talking about not wanting to spend money on, uh, I think it was a curling iron or a want or a straightener and she was like well as a mom I don't feel like I should spend money on like the item that I want and I was like that's the difference between me and her and I told her this to our face I was like being a mom would be the reason that I would validate like spending that money on myself like I've earned it I take care of these like children, toddlers and babies, like if there's something I want, like I'm going to go get it, you know, obviously that's different if there's like a financial term in there, but she almost just feels like if she was taking away, uh-huh. I don't know, like money the from the just any, yeah. children that it like somehow, even though she would they still be able go to without. afford like all of their stuff. But I, it is just kind of funny that it's something that we find <clears throat> acceptable is Oh, definitely. I think that, yeah, like you said, just in our society, I mean, there's a reason that mom guilt is a term Mm -hmm. or that, I mean, just people pleasing in general is is such a thing. But I think the generation that we were raised, it was, or I mean, not even we were raised. I think the generation that our parents were raised Mm -hmm. in, it was like, 
you got to be like you got to be a good old boy. You got to like make everyone happy. You got to care what everybody thinks about you. You got to yeah. make sure that you're like look like how like that your life appears to be, you know, what it should be or, you know, things like that instead of that just being like you're the person like, that would give your shirt off your back and that you would help right. anyone at any time. Yeah. And there's a difference between like helping someone because you want to and like it's maybe even where your strengths and passion are versus like helping somebody because you're afraid they will be mad at you yeah. if you don't. Oh, there's a huge difference. Yeah, or like there's a difference between being a good person and having a healthy self-worth. Yeah, yeah. No, for because sure. Because I feel like that, like it definitely, it seems like there's a hard line there, but it gets blurred. Oh, yeah. I couldn't agree. And um, I, I think, too, as you get older, if you you kind of start to um, step into your own a little bit more. And mm-hmm. it can definitely become a little bit easier to... I think it just gets exhausting yeah. caring so much yeah. about what people think. I mean, yeah, we I, we talked before in some of our episodes earlier on about how, like, just specific examples of how we cared too much about what people oh, thought. Yeah. Or, you know, like, at, at in middle school, I cared so much about what the cool girls thought that like I lost my best friend Mm -hmm. and and like that gets exhausting it does but at that age we're so caught up in what everyone thinks about us and that that is where we draw all of our self-worth basically unless we I mean unless our parents have done a really good job of like instilling where that should come from but I don't think that's something that people teach and maybe that's something that people don't even really know is yeah is how to instill that like independence and and um I don't know like just like a healthy amount of self-centeredness yeah. kind of yeah um inst- well, instead of kids just aiming to please and being trained like, you know, puppies kind of on, yeah, on making be... everyone else happy and doing what everyone else tells them to instead of having their own thoughts and their own feelings. And then as they get older, they're like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? Like, no one's here to tell me what to do or how to live my life. Yeah, no, for sure. And um, I think it's kind of funny that um, there's an entire, like, I, I don't want to say industry, that that's weird, but there is this thought process that is coming out in different ways. Like, you know, there's songs about like my give a damn's busted. There's a book (laughs) about the subtle, subtle art of not giving a fuck or, um, you know, there's a bunch of different things out there. There are coaches and, you know, one of my big things as a coach is like living life on your own terms. And, um, you know, something that I always, you know, kind of bring up or talk about with clients being somebody that, has the financial ability, the maternal instinct, and the probably responsibility to be able to care for children. It always kind of, I felt like, blew people's mind that I never was like super huge on having kids. And so when we, my husband and I, decided to really go with that idea or go with that choice, it was definitely harder for some people to swallow, but I always find it funny that because we're okay with that choice, it doesn't allow other people to um, kind of question that choice. And so when I'm not, there are people, I, I follow some accounts that 
post specifically about like that they had children because they thought that's what was expected of them, aka people pleasing the ones around you, like the grandparents or, you know, your brother and sister that want to be an aunt and uncle or any of those kind of things. It's definitely kind of a people pleasing mentality. And so the fact that we took a very hard stance against not having children was a very affirming, I don't know, way of us kind of standing in our own, not worrying if we're making anyone else happy. It's empowering. Yeah. yeah. Our, when our, you know that you're making your choices based off of what you really want. Yeah. Our happiness is what matters. And we made that choice based off of it. And even, um, you know, Levi posted our anniversary picture earlier this week. And he had said, he said something along the lines of like, I really love the fact that we're only concerned with making choices that make us happy. So we're not going around hurting people or like calling people names, but when we make a choice and when we do something, it's because we want to be doing it. So, um, I kind of looked at this article and something that they had was about why people pleasing isn't good for you or for the people that you're doing it for. And the, one of the things that they didn't list, which I'll go over a few, um, things in what they did list. But one of the things was, who are we to think that the people that we're going to say no to, or that we won't do something for, because it's not what we want to be doing. Who are we to think that number one, that they can't handle that choice, like that they won't be able to handle the truth. And also, who are we to take that experience and that information from them. So the ability to say like, you know, if you have a friend that wants you to help them move and saying, no, like, you know, that won't work for me or no, I'd love to help you find a mover or any of those type of type of things. If you do want to help them out in some capacity, you could still help them. Maybe it's just not like physically moving. Maybe you don't mind boxing up a, ch- a kitchen or helping them find a mover, but who are we to say that they can't handle the truth or that they don't want us to be authentically living our life? So yeah. I thought that that one was kind of important that they didn't have listed, but the first one that they had, and I think this was off of medium.com medium. Oh my gosh. Medium.com. Um, When you prioritize someone else's needs over your own, your own self-care, physical, and mental needs, you are, like, telling your self-worth that you're always in second place, which I was just like, ooh, yeah, yeah." like, nobody wants to be second place in their own life. Like, no. I think, well, I don't know. I feel like some people that are chronic people pleasers, they definitely, like, they see that as, like, I don't know, like, valuable or... Or almost like as a merit to wear, you know what I mean? Like, like there's, it's like the mart, like being a martyr, basically. Yeah, that was something they kind of touched on was the fact that you're almost like making it. You rationalize it. A false sense of need sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You, you rationalize it by making yourself the martyr all the time. You know, like I feel like just being a mom is like the easiest thing to refer to because there, there is such a like stigma around moms that do mm-hmm. what makes them happy instead of just doing everything like and living their entire ev- like focus in life and every decision is based off of what you sh- supposedly should do for your children. Yeah. Um. So I think that moms are like 
Like they wear that almost like as a badge of honor and being like, I, I don't do anything for myself. I only live for my children. And it's like, like wow, sacrifice that's everything. pretty fucking pathetic though. Yeah. Like, because are you really happy? Like if, if that's what makes you happy is cooking meals and, and doing laundry and doing all these things for your children, which I mean, obviously that stuff is a necess- like necessary part of life. But if that's really where you get your, like, value and your happiness, then okay. But most likely that's not really what, like, lights your fire inside. Yeah. Yes, it's rewarding. Like, yes, I do actually love cooking meals for my family, even if they don't really appreciate it all the time. Um, It's something that I enjoy. I enjoy the cooking part. Um, But I know that there are things that... I would be doing or would spend more time doing if I wasn't spending as much time being a mom. Mm-hmm. Or So it's like you have to find that line between, okay, like, yeah, it's meaningful and there's so much, like, you get a lot of reward out of being a mom or being a good mom or, or just taking care of loved ones in general and people around you. But, like, you have to... It's okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with doing what makes you happy or with taking some time to pamper yourself or yeah. to just, like, lock yourself away and take a warm, hot bath for 45 minutes and put a face mask on or, mm-hmm. you know, like... Well, I think one of the things that's kind of prevalent in society is that being selfless has a very, like, positive kind of, like... Heroic. Uh, yeah, just yeah. this, like, it, it's, like, kind of celebrated as this amazing quality to have Uh and while that is definitely you know you should probably do selfless acts of you know donating some time or money or you know taking care of your kids even if you've had a bad day or you know things like that but there's that line of being selfless and self-care and I know that like self-care has kind of become this trendy kind Uh of like buzzword but Which whenever is nice because yeah, it's empowering. For whenever you see something that, it, that takes off like that, maybe instead of being annoyed that like self care is like everywhere, I always say that like on anything, like any kind of thing that's trendy, trendy yeah. or any even kind of movement or um, thought process that's going on as a collective, like a lot of times it takes like the overcorrection to happen the Mm -hmm. fact that you're like being shoved down your throat that self-care and is not selfish is that it it kind of happens that way because we're trying to correct the way that Mm -hmm. things were and well and obviously it's relevant yeah like obviously there are enough people out there that are like oh my gosh this is resonating yes (laughs) like finally i can do these things and not feel like i'm a terrible person yeah no i agree and so i know we're talking about self-care but self-care can be saying no to things that you don't want to do like it's for your mental health and saying yes to yourself instead of everything else yes yes because every time you say no to something it allows something else to come in and that coming in could be having time at your you know your by Mm -hmm. yourself or reading a book or whatever so um The other part of saying yes to something that you don't want to do is actually building resentment in your relationship. So if you constantly feel like you're saying yes to someone and you're not wanting to do it, that's where resentment can come up. So I, resentment is horrible and it's like this little poison that eats at you. So, um, 
when you're saying yes, you're kind of taking that, that resentment pill over and over again and just shoving it down. So, um, there was something, I follow this girl, um, named the holistic psychologist. Oh, I follow her too. Yeah. Yeah. I I like so much of her stuff, but, um, I've read this post that she put up like four days ago and it really, I was, we were trying to come up with some, you know, short little topics that we could hit on for the podcast and I had thought of people pleasing, but this kind of sound, it definitely like rang some bells for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, because I'm healing on, because I'm healing, my focus is on, and she just listed like six different things, but the first one was acknowledging my inner child. Um, two was finding authentic connections that go deeper than small talk or gossip. Three was creating a life on my own terms rather than people pleasing. Mm -hmm. Four was forgiving myself for situations where I betrayed myself to survive. Five was staying conscious rather than existing in autopilot. Six was showing up for rituals and habits that serve me. And I just like, especially the, you know, one about people pleasing and, um, showing up like for as your authentic self as your authentic self yeah um well and even just not existing on autopilot Mm -hmm. like I feel like a lot of these things like when you're in that state of mind of just making everyone around you happy Mm -hmm. then all of these things will be issues that you need to like heal or that like okay if you are so focused on making people happy around you like that most likely means that there's some sort of inner child, like, wound mm-hmm. that you have been kind of, like, wired to think that your purpose is to make someone else happy and yeah. and not yourself. So, like, you really have to deep dive into thinking, well, why? Like, why am I afraid? Or, or maybe the relationships that you're in, you don't feel, like, confident or comfortable enough to really say how you feel or to set boundaries that are healthy or you know because obviously like the other person's getting more out of it than you are if your mission is to make them happy and not yourself yeah um and I always like that definitely is something for me I've always wanted to make people happy like I was a good kid I didn't ever want to get in trouble but like maybe uh maybe I wouldn't have been so good if my brother, like, if my older brother wasn't always getting in trouble and I wasn't like, oh gosh, like, I don't want to be that kid. Like, I want to make my parents happy. Yeah. And it just kind of, not that anyone, like, brainwashed me into being good, but no, it definitely makes, like, you internalize that and think, oh, okay, like, I want to be that good kid. And then as you get older, you're like, oh, I get more attention If I, you know, and, and praise for doing good things or. Yeah. I mean, even if I, I I probably, no, I probably had the, a similar feeling growing up, but also like. Cause you were the good older child. Yeah. As a kid too, though, you understand that like when you do things for others, they like you more. Like that is the whole like popularity mentality when you're growing up is that 
You're not, you don't end up best friends with the person that you constantly like tell no to when you're a kid. You're like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll play with that. Yes, mm-hmm. I'll color this. You know, yeah, you'll do those things. We can play whatever you want. Because you, you want to be You can be accepted. Ariel and I'll be the other mermaid. <laughs> yeah, I'll be Ursula. You be, you be the little mermaid. Right? <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, I'll be the stepsister. You yeah. can be Cinderella. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean, even if you aren't aware that that's what happened when, you know, maybe you're household was different, but it happens all the time. And, um, I saw a thing and I meant to like screenshot it, but it said something like if saying no to something or someone ends a friendship, it probably wasn't a friendship you needed in the first place. And I was like, that's, that's the truth. So, um, I, uh, just this whole topic is definitely something that I have gone through and more so like I would catch myself, because I didn't want to do something like lying about why I couldn't do it. Like if you get invited to a birthday party that you don't want to go to, not because you don't like the person, but because you're going to spend three hours of your Friday night after a long work week and hanging out with friends that you may not know. And I would rather go out with that friend and have a one-on-one dinner or go for a couple's date or whatever. And instead I would be like, oh, no, I can't, I already have plans going over to my parents' house or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. versus just saying, like, oh, I'm sorry, I won't be able to make it, I hope you have fun, though, or no, that won't work for me, but I I can't wait to give you my present, let's schedule dinner soon. Like, any of those would have been perfectly acceptable, but because I was so afraid of not being liked that I would lie about, you know, and I'm sure I've had this conversation with a lot of um, of my coaching clients they it, it's pretty common so don't feel bad that you were right everybody yeah. I mean everybody has like white lies that yeah. they tell but at the same time it's like okay but why are you putting yourself in a position that you need to not be honest like either with yourself or with yeah somebody that you're close with yeah I mean even if you're yeah. not best friends with them like you shouldn't have to make up an excuse for doing what you want to do or yeah no I even for not have... doing something that doesn't like Sounds serve good to you. you. Yeah. yeah. No, and this one maybe is relatable because I know we can say it and like putting it into practice is completely different, but um I have a nephew on the way and we had his bridal shower and I am his bridal shower. Baby shower. <laughs> we had his baby shower and um my sister-in-law sent me a sweet or me and um some other people a sweet text about how it was a great shower and she had come up with the idea of writing a letter every year on his birthday from like several different family members and you write him a letter and when he's 18 he gets to read the letters and my gut instinct was I didn't want to do it not because like I love my future (laughs) nephew I love my sister-in-law like we're good like I have a good relationship there that just doesn't light me up. That's not something that I'm either probably going to think about consistently or that I really want to do. I'm super involved in my nieces and nephews lives. I have good relationships. I will have a good relationship with this, but I will show my love and attention in a different manner. And Mm so instead of like submitting to it, it was definitely something I had to think about. And I just responded. I was like, oh, it was great at the shower. That sounds like a good idea. I don't think that I'll be able to do all of the years, but I'll try to do some of them. That is something that was hard for me to say because that wasn't, like, I don't want my sister-in-law to think that I 
don't want to do it because of some underlying reason. Or that it you just, think it's like a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, it's just not something that's in line with how I function in life or how I show my love and attention. I like spending time and building those relationships and doing fun trips and crafts and cooking and all of that with my nieces and nephew. And hopefully they will see that as value and memories when they, by the time they turn 18, that they have those when they do that. But, um, so this isn't something that you just automatically get over like quickly. Like, I mean, you have to consciously work at it. I had to consciously Mm -hmm. take the stance that like, while I may do a few of the letters throughout the years, I'm not going to be able to do one every year because as of right now, I don't want to, maybe that'll change, but right now I don't want to. So I let her know and she took it graciously. She was like, okay, cool. You know, whatever. So I don't know if Brittany, if you listen to this, but hi. Um, yeah, my (laughs) sister-in-law has the exact same name that I do. We're both Brittany (laughs) Donnell. So, um, anyways, it's kind of standing in that like self-worth of being like, hopefully they won't see me as anything less than, but if they do, that's okay. I'll be okay. And they should know you better than to, you know, think like poorly of you because of So, And that's what it boils down to, I feel like, is just being your true authentic self and like making your intentions known and being clear about it. If you're doing that, then even if you don't say like, yes, I'll do whatever you need from me or whatever you want from like whatever you want, people are going to be okay with it because they know like, because they're content with the relationship that you have or they should know that you as a person, it's not because you hate them. It's just because that's not practical for you and what you're aligned with or, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's every little thing, like even, you know, like a look into like Aaron and I's lives. So I just had like a confessional moment with Aaron that I was afraid, afraid to tell her out of people pleasing. So Aaron doesn't like the, or, doesn't support the line Monet or Monet hair care. I had a client who sent me some shampoo and conditioner for free. Like she doesn't sell it. I think she was just doing it as a nice like gesture. And she sent me a free shampoo and conditioner. I looked into it. I did my own research next week. We're doing a whole toxic beauty episode. So I like did all of my kind of dotted my eyes and crossed my T's. There's obviously like claims out there that people don't love it. So it, Definitely was something I looked into. Erin is a hairstylist, doesn't support it, but I knew I needed to tell her because I don't like not being who I am and I want, you know. Or feeling like you're yeah, keeping this. I mean, yeah. really, you didn't have, have to, to tell me. I know, I didn't. Like, it's not like she's like, I wouldn't have been like, so, can I take a look at your bathroom yeah, real quick, yeah, Let me do a comb through here. Um, <laughs> to make sure you're not like, betraying our friendship yeah. or anything. So, but I had my moment of like, especially we were having this people-pleasing conversation and I was like, hey, I have something to tell you. This is what it is. Granted, like she said, it's not like I was like, hiding anything from her she had never asked me if I'd used it and I lied but I was worried that she would be like mad at me for using it so um those kind of conversations and the reason we tell you these kind of things is we don't just talk about stuff that we don't do in our real life that we don't have these kind of conversations or have to work through these type of things or 
to tell your sister-in-law you can't do something or to like, I will not help anyone move. I don't care who it is. <laughs> I'm not helping you move. Like I, I don't mind packing stuff up, but I don't want to the actual physical movement. Like I work out every day. I get my body moving. It's just something about moving makes me want to rip my hair out. So if you want help moving, call somebody else. If you want somebody <laughs> to help pack your kitchen up or to like organize your new house, I'm your girl. Like I like that kind of stuff. So <laughs> You can find different ways that things will work, but stop saying yes to stuff yeah. that's not that's not for you. It's not always as hard as you think it'll be, but and it's not always easy either. No. We totally understand. I mean, like I I brought up that my mom was in town and you guys don't know cuz I haven't really talked about like the relationship that we don't have. <laughs> um, but she moved out of state like a little over a year ago or about a year ago yeah. and um, literally out of nowhere moved to California, left her husband and her children, me being one of them grandkids. and her grandkids and like her entire life behind and we haven't spoken since. So now that I find out that she is in town this week, I... First of all, found out from my stepmom, which, okay, I usually find out everything from her. And then, <laughs> and then um, find out again from my sister. And my sister's like, so I, I don't know if you knew, but like mom's in town and, and I think she wanted to see you and see the boys. And, and I'm just like, um, no, yeah, <laughs> no, no. And and did you feel and like of a course small it, guilt it wasn't, or like... Oh my gosh, still, like I'm yeah. still struggling with it. Like she's, yeah. she's literally in, like she's 10 miles away. So yeah. it it's hard. And like, yes, I there's that part of me that like, obviously like wants that relationship with her. We used to be, like there was a small period of my life where I felt like we were close because she was like the fun mom. Mm-hmm. Um but for most of my life, we for most of my life we weren't close. Yeah, and just because we didn't have like a normal or what I thought a healthy like mother daughter relationship was, mm-hmm. and I usually like felt like the mom and like she was my like bad teenage daughter or something. <laughs> um, Rolls Royce. Yeah, definitely. So just us. And then before she left, I felt like we were kind of getting to like a normal dynamic, and I was starting to forgive her just through, like, doing growth personally on my own. Like, I was able to let go of some of those things that I had kind of carried around and and could just recognize that, like, she is a human and that she, you know, has all of these things that she struggles with just like all of us do. But, like, there definitely has to be a line where it's like, okay, uh, am I just being a nice, like, sure, if I, if I was like, yeah, come see me, come see the boys... I'm going to put myself in a completely uncomfortable situation. I have so many questions that aren't answered. I have never gotten an apology. I literally, like, she hasn't spoken to me since she left. Mm -hmm. And I know she talks to my sister, but my sister is also, like, a million times more forgiving than I am. Like, she's that dog that gets beat and still, like, loves her owner. (laughs) She, My sister has the biggest heart out of anybody I've ever known, but... For me, like, that's not healthy for me. Well, it's a self, a step in self-worth of deciding, like, what you will allow and what you won't exactly. allow. Like, setting a healthy boundary. Yeah. And, and I feel right like... Right now, that boundary is 
until something's resolved and yeah. you feel better about the relationship, it's not just going to be like, oh, hey, you can show up and come over. Right. Well, and I felt like her getting, her being able to see me or see the boys, like, it was going to make her feel better about her decision that yeah. she made. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't support that. I feel like my whole entire life I've had to be accountable and responsible for my actions. So, like, as a... 40 plus year old woman you should be able to be responsible for your own actions and to like have to deal with the damage that you cause um not to say that like i i i understand that like she's struggling and that she has a lot of shit that she's carrying around mm-hmm. and like hasn't healed from um and that was kind of where it was hard for me to draw the line or yeah. say like Okay, can I can I recognize that and can I forgive her and can I like feel not angry or super sad about like what she did and still say no, I don't want to see you or like I can't see you or I can't let you see my kids. Yeah. Um and I finally decided like yes, that's okay for me to do that. Yeah. And it's like empowering because I've always been that person that like I said, I feel like I was always taking care of her. And yeah, like in a way putting what made her happy in ahead of like what I actually wanted. And when I was like a freshman in high school, I ended up moving into my dad's house because that was my breaking point. And I was just like, you know what, you've made so many shitty decisions that have like affected my life that I'm not going to let you do that anymore. And I moved, moved out of her house. So, um, it... I felt like that was the beginning of me, like, realizing this whole process. (laughs) And finally, like, I've gotten to a point where I'm like, I can feel that way, but also, like, heal myself. Oh, yeah. And and know that it's not – I'm not doing these things because, like, I'm angry or, like, I'm mad at somebody, but – or because I don't love them, but because I love myself. Yeah. And that I just want – you know, I'm going to do what is healthy for me. Yes, and – that, you know, obviously that was Erin and her mom, but that kind of feeling and that work can probably translate to a bunch of different relationships. Oh, so I think so. Any kind of relationship that you've been in, but it, it all, all matters. And, um, you know, kind of stepping into your self-worth is when you're able to say no to things that aren't working for you as they are not Mm -hmm. that they can't change in the future like you said maybe if at some point she has a conversation or owns up to it something may change but yeah right now with where it's at setting that healthy boundary of saying no like saying no is a form of a boundary yeah and you can use that with breakups you can use that with you know work relationships Mm -hmm. or professional relationships just because someone asks you to do something doesn't mean that you have to do it. So, um, you know, we always pride ourselves on being very open and honest. And, you know, those are two very different situations. Well, you know, I had two and you had another one. So three different situations, like something that Aaron and I worked through, something that we both worked through with family members. We try to give you all of that so that you can utilize this in your real life. And we're always going to be, you know, open and honest and at the kind of practicing what we preach. It's not always easy, but we do this shit with you guys. So, um, and we will continue to work on ourselves. (laughs) Yes. And continue to have to say no when things are hard and to not be people pleasing, but 
just know that when we talk about something, even if we don't give an actual example, we never talk about things that we haven't struggled with. Yeah. So um, if there's anything that you take away from this, start saying no 25% of the time. Just start with that yeah. on the little things. The, you know, going to lunch with somebody that you don't want to go to lunch with or taking on an extra assignment at work just because you want to make your boss happy, even though you've already put in overtime yeah. or, or saying no to yeah. a parent when it's not working for you or just being more authentic. Yeah. I feel like is, is the best way to like open that up, you know, yeah. like and when you see someone at the store or what, and if you don't want to have a conversation, you don't have to just say hi, smile and keep going. Yes. Like you don't owe them your time, yes. your energy, effort. And honestly, like they probably don't want to really talk either. Like, no, because if it's, I, I heard something and it's so true. If it's not in alignment for you, AKA doesn't feel right. It's not authentic. That automatically means it's not in an alignment for them. Yeah. And, you know, like we talk about energy as an exchange all the time. If your energy isn't in the right spot and you're giving that, it's not in alignment for them and serving them either. Yeah. Cause chances are like, if you are like, geez, I really don't want to talk. Like I've had a shitty day or I'm they just in a it. hurry to get home or whatever it is. Like no offense against the person or whatever, but yeah. you don't want to have that talk. So you force yourself to do it. You stay in there for five minutes thinking that you have to pee and get your groceries and go home and all these things and then make dinner. Like after the two minute, five minute, whatever conversation, you're both going to be like, well, that was kind of an awkward conversation. Yeah. And then, you know, like just go on about your day. Like, yes. It's not necessary. No. Just be more, make decisions based off of who you are and just be authentic. Intentional or, with who or you are. even if you stop and talk for a minute and you're like, you know what? I've had a really crappy day and now I have to hurry up and get home. Like, I would love to talk to you, but like, yes. it's just not the right moment. Yes. People love. They're going to appreciate yes. that. And I mean, who doesn't love somebody that's just real? Yeah, because chances are they may have had a shitty day earlier that week and they understand right. or, you know, like, hey, I'm, you know, it was great to see you. I'm sorry. I have to get running, you know, got to get food on the table for the kids. I hope you have a good day. Like just allowing like your energy to be clean, authentic, and intentional. Mm -hmm. They will feel that and be okay with it. And if not, they're not meant to be in your life regardless. Like most likely. Yeah. They'll, (laughs) they'll appreciate it. And maybe they'll feel like, wow, I'm not alone. Like I'm not the only person that doesn't want to be at this store and also doesn't want to have to go home and make dinner, but yeah, but, I'm going, yeah. but we're in this together. So. Yeah. so start small, start saying no, try to say no without a white lie. You don't have to give an excuse. Just say, I'm sorry, I won't be able to make it or no, that won't work for me or no, like you, you don't have to give an excuse, but if you do at least start by saying no 25% of the time. Awesome. All right. Well, we said that was going to be short. Turns out it's not, but welcome to our (laughs) lives. We are us and we're being our authentic selves. Always running late. Always (laughs) running late. Always talking longer than we think. And this is after we've already done another podcast episode and talked even before this. So you guys are literally sitting in on life with us. So, And we appreciate you. Yes, we do. So um, say no. And other than that, we hope you guys have a good week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the Cosmic Road Trip Podcast. If you like this episode, we would love for you to leave us a five-star review and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. 
After all, like energy attracts like energy, so keep the good vibes coming. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.